only difference is we got some company, Rev. We got our gay lesbian sisters and brothers with us this time. We got our Hispanic, Asian, Native American sisters and brothers with us this time. I think Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King said we may not have gotten here on the same ship, but we are in the same boat right now. In Father Teresa's Wine Cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. <coughs> All right, WineCellarMedia.com. The gosh darn video is up and on uh, Fartha Mackin Fargandougal Facebook.com. All right, and there we are again. You might be tuned into the joint, maybe through the WineCellarMedia.com page on the Facebook or the Social Dissonance, a critical analysis of justice page. Maybe the Becky Lives Matter page. You like the comedy, don't you? Or the White on White Crime page. Also the comedy. Or the Reading in the Shade with Phoenix Clear page. Live on all. I'll be going to uh, Twitter next. Uh, oh, you're tweeting? Yes. You're tweeting on the Twitter. I am tweeting on the Twitter. You're having a strong disagreement with a fellow leftist. No, I don't argue with leftists. Are the I tankies just... testing you? The tankies try to test me, but they've never had real jobs, so they can't. That's that's impolite. I don't care. That is, that is not office <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I don't, there's something about Twitter tankies. They're the most obnoxious people. I, I wouldn't know. No, I, I just I'd be on Twitter. I don't even know what I do on Twitter. Actually, do you tweet I on sh- Twitter? I show up there like like once a month. And huh. I make like the finest tweets anyone's ever read, and then I abandon them. Hmm. It's not good manners, really. Bad, bad etiquette. All right. So the Cruella film. Uh, Phoenix Cleeter thought it was horrific. Horrific. Uh, Phoenix Cleeter was not really feeling the whole punk rock thing. Uh huh. Wasn't feeling the punk rock thing. I'm pretty sure that's not what I said. Yeah. And did not really like the um, the character playing opposite Cruella. <laughs> Wasn't really feeling the um, the performance. Emma Thompson's performance. Yeah, not uh-huh. a, not an Emma Thompson fan. Phoenix Cleeter. No, Ex- explain why. I like Emma Thompson very much. She is a fantastic actress, and I said none of those things. Thank you very much. She did. Uh, I did not. I've always loved Emma Thompson. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. 
like it wasn't a bad movie. But oh, you have strong critiques. I don't know how strong they are. I just, um, I don't know. Like, I guess because in my head, it's still just more of, um, like, a fun movie than, like, specifically, like, a Disney movie or, like, a Cruella movie, you know? Because I don't really see it as being, like, a Cruella movie, even though that's who it's about, because it's just, I don't know. It's not a Cruella movie. Well, because it's, like, so much into the backstory, and of course the fucking Disney, there has to be, like, an orphan girl and, like, the rags to riches shit. So it really just seems like that sort of, like, fairy tale story... As opposed to, like, a Because, like, this could have been, like, a Cinderella movie. Or this could have... You know what I mean? Like, it could have been sort of, like, any fairy tale that has a female protagonist. But, like, I didn't take anything away that was, like, Cruella specifically outside of some of the outfits. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. But, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, is that... Because I'm not one of the smart folks about film. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when I do film reviews, it's because I like some shit and I want to talk about it. Like, you're not going to see me critiquing a film and just, like... Oh, you know, I just think, uh, I think things got really somber in the third act. I don't even know what the fuck the third act is. It's the conclusion. I don't know. Are they, like, if it's an action movie, are big guys still punching each other in the face and blowing up stuff? And am I amused by it? Really? That's all it takes is guys punching things? What, as far as uh, action films go? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's why I think it was the fifth installment of the Fast and Furious franchise. I haven't seen that one. Oh man, that one there really is nothing about that film other than, oh look I'm a 90s kid and Dwayne Johnson and and that, uh, who's that feller? Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel are punching each other. This is amusing as all hell. (laughs) Right, like I came up with movies like Terminator 2. You know, stuff like that. So I'm amused by that. But I thought the Cruella film was the shit. Oh, I did. I don't dislike it. It just yeah. wasn't. I didn't get like a Cruella vibe mm. where I'm just like, oh, that. Because it literally is to me just like the devil wears Prada, but a little bit grungy. Yeah. So is it like, uh, is it because it's the backstory? So you don't have Cruella well, developed. I, I don't think it's that it's a backstory. I think that the backstory doesn't correlate to the character of Cruella that we know. Because like these are like two separate people. Because, like, yeah, this is her backstory, but she's not really a villain. She's just, like, some poor orphan kid, and she's, you know what I mean? Like, trying to find a place in the world. Whereas, like, I distinctly remember, like, especially the old, like, well, there was Glenn Close, right? Get those puppies! You don't remember that, like, scene? And I remember the animated one from the 60s, and she was, like, it was dark. She had uh, Horace and Jasper, like, kidnapping puppies to skin them for coats, like... And in the 60s movie, that was actually, um, like, it wasn't just a plot point, but she flat out said that because she walked in when she found out that this couple had all these Dalmatian puppies, got disgusted because they had no spots. And when this couple explained that the spots come in later, she's like, oh, okay, good. I'll take them all just so she could skin them to make a coat. And it's like, (laughs) it's kind of evil to skin puppies for coat. Wait, Phoenix, do you think that if it wasn't Disney that it would have been more of like, she would have been more of a villain? I don't know because the original was Disney too. But also it was animated, so I don't know if it's like, even though they're doing something evil, it doesn't seem as because it's like cartoons and not like live action maybe. I don't know. But yeah, like this, she wasn't like, yeah, she just wasn't evil in like the original movie. She was a terrible person. (laughs) This one gives her like that kind of duality. (laughs) Like she was kind of good, like nice to her friends, but you can also tell she has like her mother's 
outside. Yeah, but. like she's kind of, you know, an asshole, but she wasn't like, I'm going to kidnap your dogs and kill them. Like, yeah, that's like, like even when they thought she skinned the dog, yeah, she didn't she do like, it. No, <laughs> kill the dogs. Like, so, so they softened it up. They really did. They really, really did. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then, like, uh, you know, so that. But I did appreciate the fashion. It did actually remind me of a lot of Double Wears Prada as far as the fashion goes. Um, I like those montages. Oh, I liked the, I did like the soundtrack because um, it did have it a, like, you know, like, grungy punk stuff because this is, what, like, 70s, 80s England. So this is when that sort of, like, punk movement was coming up. So there's also, um, like, a social, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Commentary. Yeah, there's a social commentary there, right? Because the person she's going against is the establishment, and the whole point of punk is being anti-establishment. So, you know, so this lady's got, like, all her, like, good fashion and her wigs and everything, like, looking, um, looking like, uh, what is Perfect it? Perfect and classy. Right? Yeah. And then true, a fucking Cruella shows up in a garbage truck. <laughs> Like, but was just as amazing and fabulous and caught everybody's attention just as well. But it was very much sort of like playing on those opposite ends of the spectrum of, you know, just because I don't have, well, I mean, obviously it's Corella's daughter, but she doesn't know this yet. Or, I'm um, sorry, the evil lady's daughter, but Corella doesn't know this yet. But it was very clear, like, you know, I'm just as good as you. I'm just as smart, even though I'm like this poor kid from the gutter sort of backstory was where Corella was. So it was a lot of fun for me to see that sort of, um, you know, um, I don't know, I guess like raw sort of new thing versus, you know, what the old established folks are doing. So that was fun. And the soundtrack went well with it, I think. All right. So I don't know, like, here, I, I get a chance. I'll, I'll be a, I, I, I took a, I took a puff of the devil's lettuce <laughs> and I'd like to be a stereotypical pothead here. <laughs> so like essentially, who's the homegirl? Emma Thompson? Um, Emma. That's the OG, right? Yeah. Emma Thompson is the, the older woman. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's that, the that, that, woman. That is a, a perfect way that I would uh, make synonymous with OG. Yes. Yes. The, uh, and um, and then Emmer is another Emmer is the youngster. Yes. What's um, the last name? Oh, shit, what is her last name? Um, I just forgot it. Emma Stone. Stone. Emmer Stone. Yeah. yeah. All right, because it's like um, I I could see this as a as a fitting backstory. Mm-hmm. Right. Really? Because yeah. Right. Emmer Thompson is Nancy Pelosi. Oh no. Emma Stone is Ocasio-Cortez. No wonder there's a little bit of lingering disappointment. See? She, yes. See? Are you seeing it now? Right? And she's just coming in, you know, came in on some fake shit, kind of, mm-hmm. you know? Like, she, what, I had these sneakers. Right. These sneakers went door to door. Mm-hmm. Right, but then she came with the garbage, garbage truck dress. That was her sneakers moment. That was her sneakers moment. That was her fucking sneakers moment, man. But in the end, she's just going to become the next Pelosi. That's on the way, and we'll live to see it. It's going to be great. I mean, yeah, maybe the next Pelosi, but still not as evil as the cartoon character they made her out to be. That not, that not possible? No. Nah. No. Beast Leader's not a dreamer. Since when has this show been about dreams, nigga? <laughs> All the time. This has been a very positive <laughs> program for many moons now. Since when? <laughs> um, I do know that I want to see a fucking stare off between Miranda Priestly in uh, the, what is her last name? Uh, I don't know her what? name in this movie. What is her last name in this movie? Well, who? Which character? I think the, they just the called her the woman. Baroness, right? Yeah, the Baroness. I can't remember her last name. Oh, like... the last name of the fictional character. Yeah. Oh, can you uh, Google fi that? Yeah. Yes. Or Yahoo um, search it. Pick one. But yeah, please let me get the Baroness and Miranda Priestly having a stare off. I would love to see it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And then like, I don't know, like, do, do they... You gotta add in extras on it because they're probably way too good of actors yeah. to just let them do it. Like, who's gonna lose? It's gonna be a fucking draw. I don't care. So, like, you get, like... <laughs> Like, every 20 seconds, one of them gets five seconds to make funny faces. Fine. Yeah. Right? I'm make okay it challenging. I'm okay with that. You got the name? Oh, yeah. Baroness Von Hellman. Von Hellman. Okay. Oh, so, wait a second. Hellman and Devil. Yeah, well, because oh. that's that was also in the first movie. That's where Cruella stayed. She called it Hell Hall. And uh-huh. she did it at the end of this movie too. Yeah. She knocked the. Ma- That's why I was like, it's like hell is something, because uh, she knocked the man off the like because it's got you know the old bougie gate that's got the name, and she knocked the man off, so it just says like hell hall on it now. Yes. So yes. Okay. I th- I think I think it's I think it can still happen. <laughs> Folks sell out hard. Oh no. Hard but, man. And now I said I didn't want to see the Cinderella story, but I kind of do now. Yeah. That new Cinderella movie with Camilla Cabello. Because I heard it's horrible because yeah. Camilla can't act. But apparently, um, if I'm reading correctly, the person who was the wicked stepmother of Cinderella was the same person who was the Baroness here. Yeah. And now I can see if Camilla couldn't uh, like land, like stick the role, I can see why. Because it was yeah. fucking Emma Thompson. She would <laughs> definitely outact um, Camilla Cabello. Yeah, yeah, she can outact damn near anyone. So I'm like, all right, maybe... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, how do you do? You think that Emma Stone like held her own in this movie, or do you think the Baroness outacted her? That's um, strong worded, held her own. That's strong, strong wording. I'm always fascinated by just hearing you speak because I saw you so young. I'm, all, I'm always gonna <laughs> dig it. Um, I I think that she did, but I think in some ways it's also um a little bit easier with a movie like this because until it comes to sort of um. Like the climax part where like the you know, where the they're fighting each other up until them, all Emma Stone's character had to do was kind of like be a little bit like demure and you know what I mean? So she didn't have to like come in and right. like try to be like intimidating or be like a badass or you know what I mean? Like That's she didn't true. have to like outshine. So I think that maybe right. might have made it a little bit easier mm-hmm. to like fit the role in that way, if that makes sense. Because she was playing the other side of just pretending like I'm just innocent. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, she didn't have to uh, you know, be all like, I'm gonna get in your face. And, right. Which was actually kind of funny because that was the scene. Um when the Baroness found her and like they tied Cruella up and they were gonna set the house on fire and kill her. And Cruella's just like, You're going to kill me because I staged you and the Baroness is just like, Yes. And she's just like, What? <laughs> it was like, but like as a character, she didn't like have uh, a comeback, right. which is, but that's also like in character, exactly. Right. So I was like, oh, so it's good, but it's also a little bit easy, and you know. But yeah, I thought Emma Thompson did a great job. But that whole scene actually was hilarious to me. Like she was, was. so evil. <laughs> yeah, because Emma Stone played more like being clever, yeah, more than being like that. Because yeah, she definitely couldn't outact. Um, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. No, yeah, definitely. So, no, I, uh, I, I appreciated that um, aspect of it. I like the guys they had for Jasper and Horace. They actually reminded me a lot of uh, the guys from the original, the animated movie. This scene that actually is on the screen right now, they did super well with the car chase. If you go back and watch the um, that animated version from the 60s, that's literally how Cruella looks when she drives. She has both hands at 10 and 2, all up on the wheel, just mad and yelling. Yeah. So that was actually, like, really... Um, I guess homage to the original, or however you want to say. <laughs> and, and that's how Phoenix Kalita just made a very strong argument that this is a very good backstory 
because if she's still driving like that in that situation because that's literally how she learned how to drive right. and I think it's very good that Phoenix Kalita is pointing out that this is such a good backstory. Oh, cool. See what I, have to put I up love with? stupid bullshit like this. <laughs> Do you see what I have to put up with? Ah. I think it's pretty good. Okay. You're saying it's not. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I feel... I feel amazing. Is this how men feel? All the time. Even the ugly ones. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's the big reason why I dig it. Of course, the macro reason. Yeah. Because I think we're in an era of some sort with this these these really well shot feminine power m- films what are you Shit. looking at on the screen um, there no no nothing on the screen but as you were saying that because I knew where you were going yes um the director of this movie directed another movie that's like arguably feminist and I just fucking forgot I Tanya the I, one Tanya? about Tanya Harding that has Margot Robbie in it, uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, when I'm okay. always like, because remember how I'm always like, she can just do any fucking American accent, and she's Australian. Remember I always say that. Yeah. She does the I Tanya Tanya Harding one. She has the Pacific Northwest accent in that one. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to hear this. Because Tanya Harding was from like Portland, right? Uh, uh is or that somewhere like an ice there? skater that got fucked up? Yep. Got fucked. Wow. I don't know about sports. Yo, I'm trying. Tanya Harding. Do we have to do the hockey segment again? Tanya Harding in the Olympics many moons ago um, either told her boyfriend in, or told her husband and someone to fuck up another skater or just suggested that she wanted it to happen and they took it upon themselves to do it. Regardless, that gave us the infamous moment of Nancy Kerrigan, also a professional Olympic skater, walking down and someone just comes up behind her and takes ooh, takes out her knee with like a crowbar. <laughs> oh, no. I Shut switched up. it to the camera on you at that really? moment. That Why? Was, I, Why? I thought it was a good time and you disagreed. I thought it was a great moment to switch there. Um, but that, that gave us the moment of Nancy Kerrigan walking down the tunnel and someone coming up behind her and taking out one of her knees with like a bat or a crowbar or some shit yeah. like right during the Olympics. Yes. I that seen was that movie. It was pretty good yeah. with uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Kind of an infamous moment. You really don't remember that? Damn. I, no, I, I do not do sports like seriously. I, I doing sports. It's like it was just everywhere at the time. Because I was no. like, I can't believe that. It's Tanya Harding Black. No. What year was it? I'm asking you the year. Was it like 1990? It was in the 90s. I probably wouldn't know. I, I was. Know. The Olympics are every four years. I don't know. Oh, I also, I do not <laughs> Olympics. Hell no. That oh. is like the epitome of sports. And I don't sports. sports. No, ma'am. Uh, 91. 91. 91. No, yeah, and my mother was still alive. Oh, no, no. We had Belle Biv DeVoe filled the house, not Tanya Harding. It was on the news everywhere, I'm just saying. No, the only sports in the house when my mother was alive was Buffalo Bills because O.J. Simpson is the greatest running back of all time, puts a respect on his name. He's not even black. No, he's O.J. What and is things he? did get a little no, juicy. He's black. Oh, oh no, he's black, but he felt a need to say that. He said, "I'm not black. I'm OJ." That's a quote from oh. him. Yeah, that was I the can only technically good thing about say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, we're getting old. We gotta explain the references to the kids. Yes. <laughs> right, and I am. I'm digging these films. Right, the the Harley Quinn and mm-hmm. the um. The promising young woman. Because yeah. also like the the shots. Anyway. I don't really know much about shots and camera work. Yeah. But something's happening mm-hmm. where they're making some damn good shots that are captivating in and of themselves. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say, and it seems like they're sort of making um, like a circle of people in on this because, right, so Margot Robbie, again, yeah. Margot Robbie was an I, Tanya, right? And the person who directed that directed this. Margot Robbie was one of the producers uh, for um, Promising Young Woman. And then Margot Robbie was Harley Quinn. So and it's like, of, yeah. and what? I was going to say Birds of Prey, but that's the oh, same as Harley yeah. Quinn. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so it's kind of nice. I'm hoping that this is like, uh, like these people are making connections so we can just have a group of people who like do this, you know, like how we used to have like the frat pack and, you know, it was always yeah, like, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Like Francis Ford Coppola and Scorsese always making all the but mob like, movies. And, Adam you know. Sandler. He always has his yeah. same little crew around him. Yeah. So I'm like, please, let's do that again. And keep this going for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> These movies are fucking fat. Like, mm-hmm. and I also, because I think it's also important, like, if you're raising um, little boys that you understand to be cisgender boys, you need to be showing them these movies. But don't, you know, don't make a thing of it. Don't be like, and this is because you need to just be like, hey, put on your jacket. We're going out. Let's go check out this, check out this movie. I want to see it. Come on, let's go see this shit. You know, get, get them the fucking the little snacky snacks and whatnot. You need your comrades to give you mutual aid so you can make this day happen. We'll do that. That's doable. We have, like, we got kind of a spider web and network here now at this yeah. point. Like, we'll make that day happen, right? But take little boys to see this shit, right? Like, I like this shit because when I was a little boy, I got to see fucking um, Michelle Pfeiffer playing Catwoman in The Batman. And I know podcast listeners are tired of this one, but great to see um and i'm gonna sound like um like seven black here that feminine energy tearing up shit in that fucking store breaking shit all apart causing problems right and i think like security showed up yeah but the skip in over that oh like made it a jump rope yeah because it was a whip right a bull whip and started skipping with it like a clowning and I fucking love that shit. And when we left out the movie theater, you know, um, we're in the suburbs. We got class privilege. My mother was alive. It was cool. You know, and um, and there's the merch table. And, you know, it's mostly little boys. I think it was a, a Cub Scouts outing to see the Batman Returns film. I think we were Tiger Scouts at the time. And, um, and everybody's getting their little accessories and whatnot. And I'm like, that's a fucking Catwoman t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And, of course, other little boys are like, you want the girl? Like, yeah. And what? Because also you got to be ready to raise your boys different. Mm-hmm. Right? Raise your boys to not give a damn if other boys make fun of them. If you're not going to do that, you're never going to see um, gender-based justice ever. If you're too scared to have your little boy be the one that gets made fun of for five fucking seconds. Because after that five fucking seconds is over, he's still a boy with male privilege that will still fellowship with the other boys. I still play tackle football with that t-shirt on. Come on. Alright, so just let him have that. And I think we're in an era of like that moment with that character being spread out to multiple movies that you need to be showing your boys. Yes, ma'am. Phoenix Leader has a strong disagreement. Oh, no, you you like this rant. You do this one a lot. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what did you think of the movie Seven? I liked it. Um, I like how they show, like, why her personality is the way it is because her mom was pretty evil, but, like, she grew up with the nice mom, but she, it was just in her genetics, so she was just like, I have this other side to me. Like, I still, I got to get it how I have to give it. And then, yeah. You just said get it how you live. Oh, yeah. Get it how you live. I don't know why I messed that up. Um, but, yeah, I liked it. 
Hold on, that's how it sounds. When you said get it how you get it, I thought, oh, that's the mode. The hot boys get it how you live. <laughs> <laughs> we on uh, fire. Uh, yeah, I think um that was kind of easy to review because there like the storyline isn't like it's just the backstory, right? Like, mm -hmm. and you already went through that. What her her mother was right, not yeah. actually her mother, right? So and, yeah, so she was being raised. The woman she thought was her mother was um, not her mom. She was actually the Baroness's, who's the main villain's child, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, the Baroness kills her mom by having her dogs uh, chase her mom off a cliff. Corella thinks it, like, was her fault or something, though. Yeah. So, like, she's messed up for a long time because she has, uh, like, she doesn't remember. And so it's actually not until she's an adult at one of the Baroness's parties when the Baroness calls her dogs that, like, it... Uh, jolts the memory and she remembers Baroness killed her mom so then she's just on like out for revenge type of thing and just starts outshining the Baroness everywhere which is fun those were some those were some fun fashion scenes and Baroness tries to kill her she doesn't die and uh so do you think oh sorry no I was just saying yeah and then she gets the Baroness arrested because the Baroness tried to kill Estella mm -hmm. and then she just gets Hell Hall like that's <laughs> Do you think they did a good job with like the plot twist in the movie, of her finding out that it was that she's the well, Baroness's daughter, or like just all of, like the little things, like when she found out, oh, the Baroness killed my mom, and then mm -hmm. the Baroness, and with the dress and the um, moths, and then finding out that was her mom, and then finding out the butler was the same one who like grabbed mm -hmm. her as a kid. Like I feel like there was good it, plot twist. Yeah, well, I mean it kind of was, but it felt almost felt like a. I'm gonna sound so mean. It almost sounds like a mashup of like a bunch of Disney fairy tales all at once. Really? Yeah, because I was like, okay, so we have the evil stepmother and she's poor. All right, Cinderella. Oh, the huntsman couldn't bear to kill you. Okay, Snow White. Like, that was like the butler. So it was like, yeah. you know, like the huntsman where he wouldn't kill Snow White and like leaves her with the dwarves. And of course, she ends up with Jasper and Horace. You know, it felt like a mashup of a lot of fairy tales. Really. Willy nilly nonsense. <laughs> All right. It was indeed willy-nilly nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I do, I, um, like, when I was watching, I was thinking, like, like in comparing to other films, like, I could see, like, part of, like, your side where you're, like, not a very strong backstory. It's more like they found a different platform yeah. to make The Devil Wears Prada. Like, they took yeah. the Devil Wears Prada and said, let's put it on a Cruella canvas. I do dig I get yeah, that. Yeah, I, I can see that. But that also makes sense to me, too, because even though, like, in the original version, she was way more evil, her whole thing was always fashion. Like, she oh, was only yeah. going to all these, like, ridiculous stunts to get the dogs for fashion so she could, like, make clothing out of them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it does make sense that it sort of has those, like, Devil Wears Prada vibes because the fashion was, like, the central... Um, motivation really but yeah i mean i i like it as a movie i'm just not buying it as a cruella backstory but like i would definitely watch it again yeah well what if it's um the deville wears prada could it be that the deville Ooh. wears prada well someone is making <laughs> an epic rap battle of miranda Priestley in <laughs> fucking the baroness right now no just give me my check just give me my check <laughs> i i need it i need a i need a fence <laughs> okay, I need a fence. The strawberry bushes aren't gonna work without a fence. They are not. Okay, thank you. Yes. Greenhouse, you. need a greenhouse. If you're gonna make this off of what I just said, give me my check. We need a greenhouse, all right, <laughs> with solar panels. Because we like grocery shopping less and less and less. Yeah. All right. 
And so I think that's about it. I think this is about what? We only ran for about a half hour? Oh, okay. Right? Sometimes oh, it seems awkward. Oh, my like, God. Did Someone I- did the side-by-side, too, what I was saying about the car. Wow. Oh, she did, she looked a lot more evil. I, oh, I told you. Yeah, she was, like, yeah. And it was in the first movie, like, obviously, Cruella DeVille, Cruel Devil, but they wrote a song about her. Like, the main character just plays oh, it on Cruella the piano. DeVille. Yeah, Cruella DeVille. And it's some shit, like, what would he say? Like, if she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Cruella, oh, Cruella like DeVille. Grinch. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Disney should have made that a Halloween movie and really, like, they could have did. You gotta wonder, um, like, could they be like when you're looking at the old Cruella? Is that probably just more rooted in misogyny, of like a woman having her own money and being independent, so she has to be evil to be that, mm. and we have to draw her ugly. Um, I think so, but also at the era, like almost all the female villains look like that. Like if you look at like Maleficent, she's like super skinny, tall, got those weird ass cheekbones, right? Um, the stepmother from Cinderella, super tall, super weird, dark colors, weird ass cheekbones. And actually, um, there was a scene, I forgot what it was now in the new Cruella movie, but it reminded me of, um, the villain from The Rescuers. Okay. Where, like, Cruella kind of looked like that old type of 60s. But yeah, like, that was very much, um, the style back then. But I think that's also rooted in, like... Again, the fairy tale thing, because a lot of this is like fairy tale based stuff, and typically in fairy tales, it's witches yeah. who are supposed to be old and ugly, right? Who are the villains? So, and we, and I mean, you know what? And when 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 were they making the, a lot of these original films? The fifties, fifties, sixties, seventies. Do you remember when they were burning witches in Salem? How far how far away from burning witches? Uh, they were burning witches in like the 1670s or something. Okay, so I, I was okay. It wasn't yeah. like the 1800s. Oh no, that we mean, know of. No, that we know of. It has not been for. It wasn't at least like 300 years. <laughs> All right, because I, I yeah. mean correlation is not causation, but I mean, I I would think that folks that handle snakes probably burn what they think are witches. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, those no, those are the ones who accidentally kill you during an exorcism. Okay, and you know what? I made I made a mistake. Shout out to Lydia Terry who uh, wanted this episode um, in particular. I forgot to tag you when I went live, oh, so no. it looks like you're catching the archive. But Lydia Terry is a working person. They could be working right now and miss the live any darn way. Yeah, that's why archives exist. And uh, so WineCellarMedia.com. Uh, we keep doing stuff. As much as we gosh darn can, mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix Collider, Seven Black, the paperwork lady, perfect paperwork lady, right? Think two days in a row, perfect paperwork. <laughs> two days in a row, like that's so much. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, yeah. progress, progress. Yeah, kicking ass in the face. Tell you what, smacking niggas in the back of the face. Yep. And other such things that make sense. Phoenix Collider shakes her head at me. <laughs> And uh, oh, and folks, we need to take a look. Take a look at the end of the video again, toward the end, when I did the last switch from the uh, YouTube image back to Phoenix Kalita's camera. Your face just happened to be right where Cruella's face was, and her eyes faded into your eyes because I have it set to fade. So when we we need to play back the replay of this and look at that moment, it should be about like the 28 minute area. Okay. All right, so that's gonna be dope. Guess uh, I really do have Disney eyes. I told, I've been telling you that, Chief. I've been telling you that for seven years. You don't listen to nobody. Hush. Ow! Injured me. <laughs> uh, 
then folks can hold the wine cellar down to help keep this shit cranking at uh, patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund we have a tiered system most of the content is socialized and uh, the tip jars are always over there at uh, paypal.me slash phoenix and william big shout out to jessica drake you made 2019 pretty cool uh, on uh, paypal.me slash phoenix and william and um and what you have the cash app yes dollar sign phoenix kalita yes ma'am and uh, there is the Venmo. It's uh, at Wine Cellar Media. If you use Venmo, because we could use these tips to buy broccoli and shit. Yes. All right, holding it down, and that'll be that. Relatively short episode. All right, not as long as other film review episodes. Uh, Phoenix Leader has another film she wants to check out and review. Right, I Tanya. Oh yeah, we could do that one. Um, is it available streaming? How are we going to see this? Um, it came out a while ago, but when it did, I think it was on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. So we might go to the Hulu, maybe on our next day off, have another one of those uh, mid-afternoon slumber parties. Yes. And watch the film and then talk about it. Yes. All right. So thanks for checking us the funk out. Shout out to DC Love tuned in on the live Facebook. And uh, the archive will be there for you. I'm, I'm doing the part where I press stop. Everyone knows oh. <laughs> this part comes. This is like a part of the show now. Really? Everyone gets it. All right. so dramatic. Nah, that isn't a fact. Hmm. Look, I got to stop all sorts of stuff. We got to stop. Recording facts, Jax. Oh, wait. Wait a second. <laughs> this is the facts. The facts, Jax. <laughs> <laughs>